Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hey parents, Jack and Claire's Children's Boutique in Oxford features the latest brands of baby and children's clothing, shoes, toys, and accessories. Check out Jack and Claire's Facebook page too. Jack and Claire's Children's Boutique, West Jackson Avenue, next to Belk. Com slash business. I'm Steve Azar, and I'm on the other side of the microphone, meaning I'm asking the questions this time, and oh, have mercy for the airwaves. I spent 20 years in Music City, wrote and made some hits, traveled the world, and then moved my family back to the birthplace of American music and where the magnolia trees prosper. And now every time I put my feet on Mississippi soil, when I'm off the road, well, I'm at peace. On this show, it's all about hearing the stories straight from the mouths of the friends I've made along the way. Their journey to success. Heck, there might be someone on, I don't even know, but you know how us Mississippi types are. We tend to take well to new company. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them. I'm Steve Azar. It's just like that muddy river moving slow. In a Mississippi Minute. That's right. Welcome, folks, to another Mississippi Minute. I'm Steve Azar. Thanks for tuning in. Please, please go visit visitmississippi.org. There's so many wonderful things to do and see, celebrating all sorts of legends and history, all spawned from and raised, not just from and not just raised on this beautiful land we go and we call Mississippi. Today's guest comes from Florence, South Carolina, a singer-songwriter, recording artist, and hit tunesmith. With such hits to her resume as She's Country, a number one recorded record by Jason Aldean, her song Loud was selected as the official theme song for the ACC football conference for quite a while. Now, us SEC folks will have something to say to her about that, like Game <laughs> On. <laughs> I knew I'd get her riled up. Seriously, I'll be sharing the stage with her at the Palm Coast Songwriters Festival in Palm Coast, Florida, May 2nd. Really looking forward to doing that. I don't get a lot of opportunities to do songwriter shows because of my regular schedule, but I can't tell you how awesome it is to have my friends with me, uh, the ones I spent 20 years in Music City together writing songs. I got to tell you, I miss them a whole lot. Bottom line is I'm really looking forward to catching up with my old pals. Today's guest will be a new pal, and I'm just meeting her literally today with you. Her journey is still being defined, and her story is still being told. So let's get to it, and uh, won't you hop along for a ride in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio with the wonderful Bridget Tatum. Hey, Bridget. Okay, that was super sweet. You redeemed yourself at the end. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> I know you're competitive. I can tell. Any, any, oh, I'm just good. a tiny, tiny bit. Maybe everybody in my whole family is that way. <laughs> hey, I've got a really good friend. He comes down to our charity event every year, Corey Miller. He played for uh, you know South Carolina. And uh, his son, when he made the move to go play at Alabama, it was pretty tough on him. You know what I'm saying? So I understand. So you grew up in South Carolina. You're on the farm right now is what you said before we got on the horn. What's going on? 100% on the farm. Uh, actually, my nephew's the one, if people see anything on social media, he's the one I always call Boogs. So everybody tries to get his name right. His actual name is Jacob, but I, I named him Boogaloo a long time ago. We're pretty tight. I raised him for a little bit, and we're getting to visit. And so, um, yeah, we tried to do some farm stuff, you know, ride around on some UTVs. And all of his testosterone kicked in. He got a little bit wild and flipped it over on his foot. So now we're 
we're uh, literally looking at Chick-fil-A and doctoring his foot as we speak. Hmm. That's interesting. You're, you know, you're my kind of aunt, just FYI. That's my kind of aunt. Oh, I'm so fun. I'm so fun. Like, he's sitting beside me. He could he could tell everybody. I, I feel like I'm fun. Am I fun? Am I fun? He's saying, yeah. How, so I, I'm a, how I love the outside, and he's always loved it, too. So we're just yeah, out here enjoying the horses and a you know, little bit of downtime. Bridget, we're talking to Bridget Tatum. Bridget, let's dig back to the past and growing up. Um, you know, I always like finding out from my friends that I wrote songs with that we never asked these questions. We just got together and just started living life at that point. You know what I'm saying? Like, before your days coming to Music City in Nashville. So my journey has a, has a lot of roads to it, but uh, some of them... Really, really great dirt dirt roads and some really bumpy ones and some nice paved places, but uh, a lot of different roads. I grew up in South Carolina. We moved around a lot, um, you know, and I'm not, I don't baggy bones about saying it. It was my childhood. I had an abusive alcoholic father, mm. but he was a preacher, and uh, I had a mom that went through uh, a bad part of her life with some disability, so that put a big burden on everything all the way around. I grew up pretty quick with that, but grew up inside of an amazing world of tent revivals and mission churches and pastors that I uh, could only wish to hear today and singers that would come in under sweaty tents with mosquitoes buzzing around and just blow your soul out because it was amazing. It just felt amazing and it was supposed to, and it wasn't so much about the way that it sounded. So I grew up around a lot of chaos of a lot of different pieces going on, but in the middle of all of that was always God for me. And uh, he grew me up pretty good, but he also gave me a gift of music. So around about, I'd say 12, Steve, 12 or 13, mm-hmm. I wanted to sit down and, you know, we all we all want to write that song that's going to change the world. And at 12 and 13 years old, that was important to me as well. Mm-hmm. So I sat down and wrote this song called What Happened to Mankind. Of course, never recorded it, anything. It was a Southern Gospel song. And kind of toyed around with my guitar and toyed around with lyrics and just learning learning what that was in general, not knowing anything about it, just I had these words in me that I wanted to get out. Right. So with all said and all going on, I, I wanted to learn to play guitar, and my dad's mother, my grandmother, didn't think I was going to be serious about it. She went to uh, yard sales on the weekend, and we stayed with her at the trailer park, and uh, she had two guitars, and my cousin and I would stay there, and she brought them in, and I remember she looked at me, that day and said, hey, she said, I'm going to give this one to your cousin because he's going to be more serious about it than you. So you take this other one, which, um, hey, irony. Yeah, I <laughs> love it. As a kid, I didn't really have uh, a huge support system. I had really amazing grandparents. My mom and dad didn't take much interest in anything. They were trying to get through their own chaos. I think you got kids raising kids, so to speak. And so in the middle of that, I touched the equipment. You don't do that in the house. And it was their equipment that they would use to travel to churches and sing. And I had them stop that particular day because there was always chaos and violence. And I said, hey, just hang on. Just let me sing this song. And I had them turn around because I was scared to death. And I sang a song called uh, it, was the, it Was the King. And it was by this, this group called Heaven Bound. And a guy named Lawrence Taylor had a voice that would rattle notes out forever and move your soul into mm. another planet. I swear he could do that. But that is kind of where I got saturated with it was in those tent revivals and in those mission churches. And gospel music will always be my first love. Fast forward a little bit through that. My mom and dad were finally getting a divorce. Praise Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And um, they could date people. So I'd never seen my mom with another guy which was very odd that she had met this cowboy from Texas 
and I met this guy one day. She was finally going to let me meet him. I met him one day and, and figured out what a dual he was, and I think I might have been 15 or 16 by this time, what a silver belly hat was, what a brush popper shirt was, what, you know, <laughs> Cree starts Wranglers looked like, what a bow-legged person was. All the things that you would, you know, would get out of a movie from Texas was all in this one day, but at the same time, this guy had two tapes, and yes, th- at that time, there were tapes, and one was Clint Black and one was Garth Brooks, and he played it. Um, and I just remember my whole life went into just a funnel. It was almost like a, a, everything went into focus and it got pulled in this funnel direction. And it, that's where you're going to be. And at that moment, I knew what I was going to be doing for the rest of my life. How to get to Nashville? Didn't know. But that was the background of where I started loving music. And then where it took me to a place where it's like, okay, this is what you need to be doing. How do we need to do that? Let's figure that part out. Wow, we're talking to Bridget Tatum. I, I love this. So the parallel is the start to the beginning. 12, oh, yeah. 11, 12, 10, 11, 12 years old, I got hooked. Same way. And my only goal at that point was I want to do this and I want to write a hit song. So I, I started to do that. I started to write the songs, of course. I ended up recording my first four songs in Nashville. But um, I got to tell you, it is, it's funny. When it hits you, and you go, that's what I have to do in my life. It can happen at that young age. And then you have to carry that burden for a long, long time. So for me, oh my God. I can tell you I was 37 yeah. when I had my first hit as a recording artist and a songwriter. And I had some stuff before, you know, and all that. And I had a, a great run uh, touring with two big trucks of gear when I was growing up, a teenager, out of co- in college, out of college. So that was sort of that maintained me. It kept me sort of soothed and sort of like hopeful, you know. But it wasn't until I had, got, finally got to Nashville and got the publishing deals where I really started to understand the craft and be around some great writers. Find your you find your folks. You know what I mean? That yeah. It's funny you just said. <laughs> I guess I just kind of realized that when you said it to me, Steve, that we we do we have to carry this quote unquote curse and blessing. For a long time, and, uh, you know, I've heard, obviously, Garth is a hero to me in this industry. If they, his, his song that he wrote, right. Can't Blaze, is kind of what focused me. But I've just heard him give so many interviews and say, you know, you got to remember that the blessing is the curse as well sometimes. Um, that's right. not wrong. That's not wrong when you're making music, and especially when you're trying to make a living at it, and your your heart's in the middle of it, too, with your soul, because you, you get pretty beat up. But I yeah. guess... When you and I became that focused at that age, yeah, we got a long road ahead of us because it's it's definitely peaks and valleys for sure in this industry. Yeah, we're going to talk about those peaks and valleys and how you learn to handle it, handle it, and also just just deal with learning to find more of a middle ground because I think it was important at some point to not drive us totally insane. You're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio, folks. As always, pay attention to your surroundings, keep your area clean, get on to anyone that you see that litters. I'm serious. Just do it. Uh, VisitMississippi.org is another thing I'd love for you to do. Check out the wonderful things that we've got right here. I just left Dancing Rabbit uh, Golf Course in Philadelphia, Mississippi. It was incredible. It beat me up, and I can't wait to go back and take revenge on it because it was tough, uh, like old Waverly. So check those places out. So many wonderful things to do in our great state. I'm Steve Azar. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Mark Shapley of M.M. Shapley Steakhouse. 
This past year, we were fortunate to see many new faces and reacquaint with old friends, and I believe I know why. Being from the Mississippi Delta, we learned how to entertain while creating a comfortable home environment, and that's M.M. Shapley Specialty. M.M. Shapley's is your place for award-winning steaks and homemade tamales. M.M. Shapley's, real, authentic, welcoming, fine dining. For reservations, visit mmshapleys.com or call 601-957-8000. Mississippi Braves baseball is back and will welcome fans to Trustmark Park beginning Tuesday, May 4th at 6.35 p.m. Get ready for the return of Thirsty Thursday. Premium giveaway items every Friday night. Post-game fireworks on Saturdays and matinee baseball each Sunday. Season tickets, flex plans, group outings, sweet nights, and partnership opportunities are available now by calling 601-932-8788 or by visiting Mississippi Braves. Braves.com. See the next generation of Atlanta Braves stars like Freddie Freeman, Ronald Acuna Jr., and more right here at Trustmark Park. Baseball returns on Tuesday, May 4th. Mississippi Braves baseball. Let's play. Ridgeland Mitsubishi is your truck and Jeep headquarters. Yep, you heard that right. Your truck and Jeep HQ. Whether you're looking for a two-wheel drive, 4x4, or a diesel, come check out our amazing truck selection. Every brand, every size, lifted and customized. We've got them. And don't forget about our amazing selection of Jeeps. We have Wranglers, Unlimited, Hard Tops, Soft Tops, lifted and kitted Jeeps for you to choose from. We're sure to have exactly what you're looking for. Because we are your truck and Jeep HQ. That credit, no credit, it doesn't matter. Our credit specialists work hard to get you approved, no matter your past credit history. 100. 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Plus, bring in your current vehicle, and we'll give you the best possible price for it, even if you don't buy a new one from us. What are you waiting for? Get to your truck and Jeep HQ at Ridgeland Mitsubishi, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. 1860 East County Line Road, call 896-9600 today, or visit RidgelandMitsubishi.com. Remember, you're approved at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. See you for details with Proofback. Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at baroniestreepros.com. That's baroniestreepros.com. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. As we roll down Mississippi Minute with Bridget Tatum, Kit Toon Smith, wonderful lady as you can tell, has been through a lot and turned it into something special. And I believe in that. I believe you got to go into some or go through some tough situations uh, to scrape the bottom sometimes. Uh, just go through things that you just can't imagine to ultimately reach the goal of greatness. And that's what she's done. And just my hat's off and just I'm applauding her as we speak. I'm moved by her story already. Uh, you're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. Don't forget, visit Mississippi.org. So many wonderful, cultural, cool things to do. Check, go to the Civil Rights Museum this weekend. It'll blow your mind. Uh, Bridget, let's talk about... Uh, what we just talked about, finding a 
a happy medium. So my wife and I, I met her years ago. She's at Arkansas, University of Arkansas. Now our baby girl is, is there following her footsteps. But um, I remember bringing her into this world of mine uh, where I was an emotional nut, meaning I was looking for any some sort of ray of hope. You know what I mean? And I would I think I could conjure up hope. Uh, that didn't even exist, but it would get me through tomorrow and this dream I had. I was going a lot to L.A. and New York, and I was really close to getting signed to, at the time, uh, what I felt like was Atlantic Records. Looking back, I was. Uh, and But I, I, they didn't know what I was. And so, and I guess maybe I didn't. And, and looking back, I didn't. But did you go through periods where... You just couldn't get out of bed because I I went through that. And then I brought my wife along for the ride and she was like, man, you have to get up and and go back and get to it. My mom would say it as well. Like I talked to her on the phone. She goes, what is wrong with you? Get up and go. And it just beat me up so bad. I got to tell you, I was pretty wimpy. And at some point I really decided (laughs) that I'm not going to get too excited when it happens because it's going to happen. It has to. And I'm not going to get too low when it doesn't. I mean, what about for you? So for me, I, I didn't come into town. I think part of that, and I'm not not even putting this on you, but I think a lot of people come in Nashville, Tennessee, and they come here because they have a, a dream, or they come here because they want to be famous, or they just want to be a singer, or, hey, I just want to know about how like you write songs. I came here with a passion and a purpose, and I came here with a job in mind. So I've never looked at what I do more than that. I've, I've always been able to view the industry or anything that I'm doing as my job. So either I'm going to bust through because I'm doing my job well or I'm not. Now, the things that you're not prepared for, even with putting it into that small bubble, is you're not prepared for, um, you know, the ugly corners in Nashville. Nobody tells you about that. They don't They don't tell you that there's going to be a politicking corner over here. They don't tell you basically about the suits. We'll call it all that, even though we know that they could have blue jeans and T-shirts on. Um, They don't tell you about uh, all the no's, but without any explanation of making anything better to grow it. And they don't tell you about the constant competition that may exist even between you and and somebody you would consider one of your BFFs right beside you. I think there is a thread that runs through it, and I think it's called Ego. And I've always taken that and pushed that down to another place. Um, I would call that, it can go back to hell. Uh, and I've tried to never entertain that. And the best way that I've been able to look at that, and I guess hold a middle ground, so to speak, Steve, is to go, you know what? I didn't own this to begin with. This was given to me, and I don't own it. I don't own a single sound that comes out of my mouth. I don't own a single word that I get to put down. Well, now we do it in our phones and our computers. But I don't own a single one of those words. So the only responsibility that I have in this is to be the vessel that carries it and to pray about whatever I'm supposed to have. So I've been able to mature through all of these years in Nashville and go, what is to be is mine and what is to not be is not mine. And I don't have a problem with that. I don't have any issues with uh, not having gazillions of number ones. I don't have any issues with whether somebody gets me or they don't. I think when I first started out, yeah, that was bothersome because everybody would just go, you're different, you're different. Well, after a while, you're like, well, what, I mean, does that mean I need to go to, like, check in somewhere and they need to check me out? You know, how, what? 
Um, but then you find out, no, that just means that you're unique and you don't do things like everybody else does. And that's okay because that's what you were given to do something with. So for me, maturing through this town and understanding that we have a lot of different things going on. We've got people from different cultures, different education systems, uh, different levels of, of what they believe in as far as religious preferences. It just kind of a melting pot of people that at the end of the day, the only unison thing we have is music. But understanding everybody's going to do it different, and everybody's not necessarily going to want to be a good person about it. And I have to let those things go, and I have let those things go along the way. Um, kind of like you just pick up one of those little things out of the ground and blow all your wishes out yeah. of it. Just let it be. Because whatever is to be for you is going to be. And if it's not, it's not. Well, a little bit off the beaten path is what helped us do our thing and be successful. There's no doubt. We had to be a little bit, just a little sideways uh, to do what we do. But so you come to Nashville when then? So what? What? give me some time frame. I came to Nashville in a really unique way. I was uh, 22. Would you tunnel? You tunneled in? No, I'm joking. Go ahead. Sorry. Just trying to have a little humor. That wasn't even that funny. <laughs> and, uh, you know, my dad had long since left. Made the final phone call when I was 18. Hey, I'm not coming back. My mom, of course, like I said, disabled at the time. So I kind of had to pick up a really big pair of boots, put them on, and support a couple brothers and my mom as well. So my work ethic has always been insanely high, which at the same time in, in a small town in South Carolina going, no way this can happen. Uh, I know that this is nagging at me and what I need to do. No way it can happen. So I'll go to school, and uh, I'll work through school if I've got to to pay for it, however I've got to do it. But I want to do something that can make a difference. So I was studying to be an attorney before I ever got to Nashville. And thank the Lord for this incident that is going to be so, it so coincides with everything going on right now. But I will forever be grateful for this girl that is opposite color of me that came in and, and jumped the counter one day at a motel and took out losing her job on me, cut my face open, what? moved to an island called Hatteras Island, um, super racist moment that happened in my life that I still don't understand, but I've long since written songs about forgiveness and I forgive her mm. and moved to an island, recouped for about six months, fished every day that I could, that I felt good to fish and wrote songs about forgiveness, just continuous stream of mm. songs about just forgiveness in general and trying to take in the not get along mentality. Why, why is it that that is even a mentality, which I, I still struggle with today because I am, I'm a pretty laid-back energy, and any kind of uproar of anything always makes me go, well, guys, hang on, let's just wait a minute. Let's talk about this, like what's going on. So no talking to the situation like that. You go to court and everything. Well, I ended up living in Hatteras Island with my ex-boyfriend and his family and recouped for six months on that, mm. wrote those songs about forgiveness, like I said, and that was it, Steve. I looked at I looked out at that ocean one day. I was standing there on the beach, and I went, I could have died. That could have been the end of everything. I'm not dying with music in me. I'm not dying with messages and things to say. I'm not dying with this passion in me. And that was a quick decision to go, I'm going to let everybody know, hey, when I get back to Rock Hill, South Carolina at the time from Hatteras, that's it. I'm going to Nashville. Y'all can stay. Y'all can go. But... Hell or high water, Nashville, Tennessee it is. And so, uh, you know, my family, for sake of money making and what had to, had to be done as a whole unit, they ended up coming this way, and they didn't love it, and that was okay. 
but I don't think the mission was theirs. It was mine. And mm-hmm. so um, that's how I got to Nashville. And that wow. was, yeah, 22 turning 23. Wow. That is not what I was going to be expecting to hear. And that was, uh, I mean, you know, I've got this song. Uh, it's very inspiring, like beyond belief. But uh, a song in Indianola I wrote years ago, and it says, Pride, stubborn as it ever was, every bit is foolish. Forgiveness, I believe in what it does. I just can't do it. And that's sort of wow. uh, in a situation where, there's certain things it's hard to forgive, and forgiveness is hard to do. Uh, and you talk about egos earlier, and that has a lot to do with people's pride, and and oh, it just, it's all there. And so um, we know what that looks like now. We know what, who those people look like and what they are, and we just don't want to – I don't want to be one of those. Speaking of what we're speaking of, let's jump to something else, which makes no sense. I want to talk Mississippi. That's what I want to talk Yeah, yeah. We are in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. Second of all, visit Mississippi.org is the place that I want you to go. One fabulous Bridget Tatum after we're done. We will be in the Palm Coast Songwriters Festival. Palm Coast Songwriters Music Festival.com, I believe, is the deal. If you want to get tickets, check it out. Uh, Bridget and I will be alone up there. I got to tell you, after spending <laughs> half a Mississippi minute with you, I am really excited about sharing the stage with you. I simply cannot wait. You know, we are the birthplace of American music. And in South Carolina, I know they rock pretty hard at times. And we got our boys, Darius, uh, the boys of the Blowfish, Edwin McCain. There's a lot, a lot of friends of ours there, you know. Let's talk about you playing DJ. Would you like to hear into the break? I'm going to go Bobby Gentry or Albert King. Oh, come on. Bobby Gentry every day. Come on. That's what we're going to do. Bridget Tatum. Here's some Bobby Gentry. I'm Steve Azar. You're in a Mississippi Minute. We're going to keep rolling on. Stand by. There was a virus going round. Papa caught it and he died last spring. And now Mama doesn't seem to want to do much of anything. And me, I spend a lot of time picking flowers up on Choctaw Ridge. Are you turning 65? Humana can provide answers to your Medicare questions, including what are my Medicare plan options? Which Medicare plan is right for me? And how do I choose a Medicare plan? Listening, learning, and providing whole health support that meets you where you are. That's what we call human care. To learn more, call 601-605-5130 to speak to your local Humana sales agent. Hey, this is Jimmy Primos at the range in Gluckstadt. Once again, our Second Amendment rights are under attack by a group of Washington politicians. Right now, we have a large selection of ARs and other popular self-defense firearms in stock. We also have a good supply of ammunition at the best prices in the area. Finally, many of you have asked me if my wife Jane had a problem with me talking about her on our commercials. She must like them because the other day she complimented me. She said I had the perfect face for radio. I hope to see you soon at the range. Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils. 
No Drip Roofing and Construction. The name says it all. All types of roofing and construction. Your certified, certainteed shingle installer, family owned and operated for over 20 years here in the Metro. No Drip Roofing and Construction. 601-371-1051. Does your body hurt? Have you tried unsuccessful treatments for plantar fasciitis, tennis elbow, shoulder pain, or IT band? Acoustic Wave Treatment Center offers an affordable, non-surgical solution through acoustic wave therapy. The beneficial effects of acoustic wave therapy are often experienced after only one or two treatments. The therapy eliminates pain and restores mobility, improving your quality of life. Call today to schedule your appointment, 601-944-5585, or go to AcousticWaveMS. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. The Sheraton Flowood will be hosting a job fair. We're hiring for positions in food and beverage, housekeeping, finance, sales, engineering, and front office. The job fair will be at the Sheraton Flowood at 2200 Refuge Boulevard in Flowood on Friday, April 23rd from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Saturday, April 24th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. And also on Friday, April 30th from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Saturday, May 1st from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. You can also apply online at aimbridgehospitality.com. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The courthouse in Batesville was evacuated yesterday after a suspicious package was found on the front steps. A bomb squad from Memphis later defused the package on site. The Panola County Sheriff's Department says after rendering it safe, investigators found three cell phones, a cell phone charger, cigarette lighters, and loose tobacco inside. There's no statewide mask mandate, but students still have to wear masks. Governor Tate Reeves told Supertalk that's because it's so important that they get through the school year with without additional schools shutting down. I know we're going to see uh, some declines in overall educational achievement because we were not in school March, April, and May, part of June last year. Um, we had to spend some time this year uh, catching up. We had some of our school districts, not many, but some of our school districts that uh, did not do in-person learning this year. He thinks they'll be able to lift that mask requirement in the next school year. I'm Kelly Bennett. This is Mississippi State Bulldog Jake Mangum. Family is everything. On the field, at home, everywhere. When I step up to the plate, it means the world that my family is behind me every swing. That's why I love my Farm Bureau family. They've got my back no matter what. If you aren't already on the team, it's time to join Farm Bureau. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. AARP is working to protect Americans 50-plus by making sure you have the latest information about the COVID-19 vaccines and the distribution plans in Mississippi. Just visit aarp.org slash msvaccine to learn who's eligible for the COVID-19 vaccine in Mississippi, when, where, and how to get it, and what you might want to discuss with your doctor. That's aarp.org slash msvaccine. Paid for by AARP. 
Whether you're brand new to the DIY craze or a seasoned veteran, the Handyman Show has something for you. Buddy Slowick shares tips and tricks on everything from odd jobs to complete build-outs, from small home repairs to serious construction. So no matter if you're at the master carpenter level or not quite sure how to use a level, the Handyman Show answers your questions with a healthy dose of humor and some great music, too. Saturdays, 10 to noon on Super Talk Mississippi and on Super Talk TV. Check, check one. Where's all my bio? In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. As I make my way through a Mississippi Minute, it's pretty great. I'm a songwriter. Wonderful girl, as you can tell, has been through a lot. Her head is all in the right place, in the right space. Although she did almost, you know... She she has a nephew right there that's banged up a little bit, and I, I think she's feeling a little bit of the guilt. But that's all right. Uh, we're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio, and that's really all right. Go to visitmississippi.org. So many wonderful things to do. Come down to the Delta and visit the B.B. King Museum and the Grammy Museum. Go to the Gulf Coast and just so many wonderful things. Walk the beach and just relax. Uh, go go to Vicksburg, Mississippi. Oh, I love Vicksburg. Just Are you kidding me? Nat, and while you're doing that, whip on over to Natchez. And just tell them I sent you. Okay, Bridget, you're getting to Nashville. Yeah. You, you, you're, you're ready to roll. Who do you meet? When do you write sort of the songs that start getting you noticed? Take me on your publishing journey, some mentors. So 22 turned 23, and, uh, you know, I was one of those kids that I actually wanted to go to college so bad and was surrounded by kids that could go to college that didn't want to, but I wanted to go as, as much as needed to eat food. And we didn't, you know, didn't come from a super family of money, and and it was going to take some hard work. So got into Nashville State because Belmont told me no. They didn't want, um, and I will always call them out for this, they didn't want grant students in their school. And I remember that day feeling like the end of my life. You know, I was just going to go work up my math scores. was going to go look at MTSU next. But thank the Lord for a school named Nashville State because they had started the music program there. A guy named Wayne Duendorf was the director, and a lady named Trisha Walker was the songwriting instructor. You do understand that Trisha and I are dear friends, and and I've been the artist in residence at Delta Music Institute, where Trisha ran the show for many years until she just uh, decided to take a, a a lifelong hiatus from us. But you know, she's down here with me. Well, that is an incredible woman, and I would not be an ounce of what I am without her her belief in me. Oh, that's so. Just, so you know what? I expected to hear that because anybody that's ever met Trisha feels that way, and she's like a sister. In fact, she was just texting me a little while ago. Uh, we had K- Amy Kirkland on last week. They're doing the Women in the Round down here at the Grammy oh, Museum. Oh, wow. Cool. So I'm going to have to reconnect you guys if y'all hadn't because she would love to hear, and she'd love to hear not only from you, but I can't wait to tell her how much we celebrated her like we always do on the show because she deserves it. Well, she deserves every bit of it. And there are a few amazing women that I met in this industry that made me want to be that when it came time around for me to mentor people. But she was a kickstart to me at Nashville State. So I went there and, you know, they let me into that school. And they ended up giving myself and another guy an internship. And lo and behold, Steve, it was, it was for Kent Blazy. So I had no clue. I go in to do an interview. The guy comes in, and he goes, hi, I'm Kent. And I'm like, hi, Kent. I'm Bridget Kent Blazy. And I'm like, what did you say? <laughs> so talk about a 360 full circle moment for me. If tomorrow never comes, focusing me on, like, how I would want to write songs 
And then the Meet the Guy that wrote the song, and this is where my world is starting, starting, starting with its own legs, right, so to speak, starting yeah. to get feet now. Um, I answered him for him for a while, but Trisha, I remember this question one day because I thought, man, did I make the wrong decision? Am I in the wrong place? And and I had to raise my hand. She goes, yes, Bridget. And I just think she knew. I think they just know when they know something about somebody who's serious about what they want to do. And so Absolutely. she always kind of had this this half laugh thing with me, right? And yeah. uh, she said, yes, President. And I said, hey, I just need to know if you can teach somebody to write a song. Because in my head, I'm, I'm sitting there, Steve, going, I have wasted all of my time. If you can just, you know, what this thing is, I thought it was so purposeful and passionate. And now now all these people are in here and we can all just do the same thing. And she, I remember, <laughs> and we'll never forget, she half talked a smile and she goes, I can teach you the theory of writing a song. And I can teach you the steps and the order to write a song but I cannot teach you how to put emotion into a song. And I remember my insides took a, like a big, deep breath and went, okay, cool. <laughs> so I spent, uh, you know, a couple years in there, and I, you know, I got the first advanced songwriting class going because I loved it so much, and I just wanted more knowledge and just to know. And I didn't know anybody. I came here cold turkey, and I started out, you know, going to the writer's nights like anybody would, and I ended up playing on a writer's night where a guy from Texas challenged me because I was going to go hang out with my friend. And he goes, Bridget, why'd you move this town? Did you go, you move here to hang out with your friends or did you move here to go play music? And I was like, I'll see you at 730. <laughs> and so uh, you'll, you probably know him. That was with uh, Lee Rascone, and he has done writer's rounds around Nashville forever. Yeah. And yeah, I did a round there, sure. and he drew, he drove me to the side, and he goes, hey, he goes, is there any way you could do your own round? I really like what you do. And you know, Steve, being in this town, and you're just kind of like fake it to make it a minute. A minute, I'm like, yeah, sure. And and I had knew nobody, <laughs> so I, I just love start it. Circul- I love you know, <laughs> circulating the room, and I'm like, hey, you want to play on a writer's round? You want to play on my writer's round? Okay, so I, I didn't know any of these people. Couldn't tell you one of their names right now. <laughs> had all these people jump on, and from there, Trisha allowed us to have a writer's night at the uh, school. But this was the moment right here that cut through the cloth. Give so it to, to me. Speak. I'm mom, getting excited. Let me hear it. Yeah, my mom, who's who's uh, you know been semi encouraging, we'll say that it, it just it just was it was too far fetched for South Carolina for you know it's a big dream, right? When you're in a small place like that, there's those people do that that you see on TV or on or you hear on the radio. People like you don't do that, right? Right, right. Um, right. I remember she asked Trisha. Trisha was leaning up against the wall, and she asked her. She goes, and I heard it from earshot. She said, "Do you think?" that my daughter can actually do anything with this. And it was so defeating, you know, the way it felt to me. And then Trisha came right back and she goes, I think your daughter has a knack for this, and I think you might want to let her try. Hmm. And, Steve, that was a very defining moment because it was somebody in this town now that believed in what I was doing. And that was it. That was it. That was might as well be at the zoo, open the gates. It might as well be where the Mustangs are, and you trapped them and open the mm. gates. And I have been running full throttle ever since, and I ain't stopping until the music's gone. So when does uh, Danny When does Danny Myrick come into play? All these stories are wild. Yeah, <laughs> You're asking yeah. all the right questions. Yeah, I know. I, I figured that. Oh, boy. Okay, so there was a thing in town called the Music Mafia. I think if you're familiar with that. Sure. Um, some super talents that came out of it, John Rich and Big Kenny and Gretchen Wilson and James Otto and Shannon Lawson and a whole string of other massive kind of room that brought a lot of music into it and and they would have anything from rap to country music. I loved it because it was everything and there was so much life in this room and 
everybody was so warm about music. Um, of course, there was all the other stuff going on, too, that I didn't want to participate in, but that's part of the music business, you know. I found that out quickly. Like, you got a room over here where it's like, oh, wow, this is really the... Uh, this is the Johnny Cash room over here. <laughs> they're really, they're really getting into something I don't want to be in. With all that said, Music Mafia kind of steered me in a direction to open up a door for me to play because off of that spawned something called the Music Mafia Misfits. And running at that same time was the only time in my life I didn't have a job. So not knowing what the next steps were, a friend of mine was working for who is now a friend of mine. And she kept saying over and over, I need to meet this lady named Carolyn. I need to meet this lady named Carolyn. And I'm like, who is Carolyn? And finally, one night when I had a show, uh, I, I think it was called uh, Red Dog or something, or something over there off the division. Those things have changed so many times. I can't remember the name of it. But I had a show that night with my band. And she goes, you're going to go meet Carolyn right now. So lo and behold, I go over to this condo and meet this lady named Carolyn. Uh she owned four companies. I'm thinking that she's going to be older, whatever. She's not. She's got a beanie on. She's barefooted, speaking Spanish on the phone. So I'm like, who is this wild? What is this wild child right here? <laughs> and so uh gets off the phone. She goes, what is this? And, it, you know, it was me. And I'm like, I, I am a, a Bridget. That's what I am. And I wanted to go back and say, what is you? <laughs> but it started a, a lifelong friendship, and I convinced her to, come out to my show she was tour managing for shannon brown at the time oh yeah we convinced her to come out to the show and and when we got done she had told me to park at a location and somebody broke into my jeep took every music business number i gathered over five years of course it, of course they did at the time i would, I would only expect so I that had yeah. nothing uh she felt bad it started raining helps me tape up my windows she goes hey you come on monday she goes, I can help you get a phone, and I'll help you get these numbers back. And, I mean, because I, I was upset about it. You know, you, it takes a while to build build up numbers in this town and, and mm-hmm. being able to network like that. So, wow. fast forward to all of that. Not only did she help me get the numbers, she ended up giving me a job. I worked for her, her uh, with her foundation, the Charlie Foundation, which now, you know, I think it's on year 11 or year 12, the boxing event that takes place in Franklin that I just fought in. Uh, she's been the founder of that, named after her dad, and it was it's an organization for children up to 18 years of age, and I came out of what I did, and so any way that I could help, I wanted to, and she decided to hire me on, and from there she goes, hey, I don't want you to stop anything with your music, she said, but, um, I mean, I could really use the help. And so we had a working relationship from there moving forward, but she had a hunch that myself and Danny Marek needed to get together, and she huh. talked to him about it several times, and Danny I just think he was in a fast place spot, and he just wasn't, you know, wanting to pay attention at the time. And eventually I played live, and he got to stand there when I did. And I think I did Whip and Post. I think it, it was that. I think I did Whip and Post in my show with the band. <laughs> and I think that's when he was like, hey, she and I need to get together. And so Danny and I got together at Jeff Steele's office where he was at the time. Yeah. And, I mean, we wrote and wrote and wrote and you know, the rest is history of what happened from there. It gave us both the number one song, but that's that's how Danny and I got together initially. I'm Steve Azar. You're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful Studio with the wonderful Bridget Tatum, hit tunesmith, singer-songwriter. What a lady. Go to visit Mississippi.org to find out so many cool things you can do right here. We'll be right back. Your news. 
your talk, your weather, and your sports. All in one place. Supertalk.fm. Every show, every podcast, and every late-breaking story. All in one place. Supertalk.fm. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 40% chance of rain, mostly cloudy, high near 73. Some heavy rain likely tonight, low around 59. Your Saturday, a 40% chance of showers, mostly sunny, high near 80 degrees. And for your Sunday, sunny skies, high near 77. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon. Gallo here for AC Experts and William Overstreet. I've never seen anybody more thorough. 28 years experience in everything from maintenance to installation with upfront pricing on everything. Discounts for senior citizens, military first responders. Count on William at AC Experts at 769-237-COOL. You can email theacexperts at yahoo.com and on Facebook at AC Experts. And if you mention me, you'll get $50 off your service call. And if you didn't get the number, tweet me or text me personally and I'll send you the contact. For the AC Experts, highly recommend. Here's Uncle Cy. What's the biggest bug you've ever seen in your life? Well, that would be me and a bunch of soldiers when we was in Vietnam fighting the war. We run into a herd of oriental cockroaches, and they all weighed about 30 pounds. We actually had a firefight with them for about two hours. They was trying to overrun us. If you want the real story about pest control, call Havard Pest Control Incorporated, the professional bug exterminator. The name to trust for over 65 years. At Havard Pest Control, the difference is clear. At Havard Pest Control, their number one goal is customer satisfaction. Havard understands that everyone's pest control needs are different. That's why they offer a wide variety of services to protect your home against all kinds of pest and termite invasions. When it comes to keeping your home and family safe against all kinds of pests, trust Havard. Havard Pest Control. Visit HavardPest.com or call 601-936-0309. 601-936-0309. If your vehicle is ever damaged in a collision, please listen carefully. At Clinton Body Shop, we are OEM factory certified with more than 20 national and international manufacturers. In fact, we are Central Mississippi's only Volvo certified auto body repair shop, and we are the first BMW certified independent repair facility in the southern region. And our Richland location is Mississippi's only Subaru certified repair facility. Look, if some of the most prestigious automakers in the world certify Clinton, Body Shop, shouldn't you choose them for your repair? Clinton Body Shop in Clinton and Richland. Certified by the company that made your car to repair your car with OEM factory parts. Go to ClintonBodyShop.com. It's about your family's safety and your car's value. That's ClintonBodyShop.com. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. Join us every day for the college football fix driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Speaking of Ford, this is Ford Truck Month. Get the best deals of the year on the only trucks that are built Ford Tough. Drive home the all-new, completely redesigned 2021 Ford F-150, the legendary performer Ford Super Duty, or the adventure-ready Ford Ranger. Work or play, count on Ford trucks to get the job done and hurry because Ford Truck Month is an event you don't want to miss. 
the Great American Cleanup has begun. It's the state's largest effort to prevent litter and beautify communities. Keep Mississippi Beautiful is working to expand our wildflower plantings across our state and to make Mississippi more beautiful. We encourage you to volunteer with us this year. And remember, cover and tarp your load and keep litter in its proper place. Learn more at keepmsbeautiful.com. Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm Steve Azar. You're in the Mississippi Minute, as always, uh, on this glorious day and time. I'm with Bridget Tatum. Great singer, songwriter. We're going to be together at the Palm Coast Songwriters Festival, sharing the stage. I'm looking forward to it. I'm sure you have gotten to admire this one heck of a lady. Uh, what a what a wonderful person. You are in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. That's a wonderful thing. Visit Mississippi.org, another wonderful thing. When you had the first number one, uh, when you finally had that moment, right? Um, I always, my listeners are going to get tired of hearing this, so I apologize out there. But I'm telling you that um, I was at number two. So regardless, it was, you know, you 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 almost got to the, you got to the Super. We got to the Super Bowl, but we lost the game. But with that said, right. we didn't lose the game. It was great. It was success, and we were moving on. But um, I'd leveled off at that point, like I talked about, and just I was ready to move forward. So I never really celebrated anything. So did you? Um, did you celebrate, or did you? What'd you do? Wow, this is a this is another weird one too. Uh, thank the Lord for Dean Dillon right now with this story. Danny and I wrote She's Country Together at Jeff's office. That was his last song. Uh, publishing company gets formed around basically what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And She's Country, of course, comes flying out of the gates. It goes number one, changes the whole entire genre, so to speak. And now you're thrown and flung into this space that you were not in last year, even two weeks ago, right? Right. Yeah. BMI has been part of my life for 17 years now because, as you know, when you get in town, you got to figure out who you're people are. Is it BMI or ASCAP or CSAC or, or who's going to be your performing rights organization? So BMI have been my people forever. Frances Creston was one of the very first people I ever met at BMI. Sure. And that woman left an uh, a imprint on me as well because she was, uh, as women are referred to these days, every now and then, a boss. And all I wanted to do was be like these women, like Trisha and like Frances and these people that set it up. So here I am in this position now, and I've got a number one song. And I was aggravated. And I'll tell you kind of what happened with that. Um, that made me feel like all these other songs weren't important, and it made me feel like my future songs weren't important. And why was this one so special? I didn't understand why it was different. Everybody kept saying it was different, and I'm like, I don't, I don't understand it. Like, I, I just this is what I do. Like, this is. Have y'all ever heard Roger Miller or or Jerry Reed? This is called lyrics? a mid. It's called understand. a midlife song or a mid song life crisis. That's what you were having. <laughs> yeah, really. Well, I was kind of. I just. I got aggravated with it. I got aggravated that there was attention around it. I got aggravated going to the BMI Awards. There's not a picture of me that exists. I have no regrets about it. They wanted me to get up on the stage and they're like, oh, go take pictures of these first time number one winners. And I'm like, I don't know these people. I don't want, I mean, I'm just being honest with you. I just, so uh, yeah. that night was not great for me until I got to this point. And Jamie Johnson, who's been a long time friend of mine, came walking by the table with his big booming voice. He said, Bridget Tatum, you know how he talks. And <laughs> I said, Jamie, what's going on? He said, what are you doing? And I said, well, I'm here at the awards. I, you know, won this thing. Well, come with me. You ever met Dean Dillon? I said, no. Well, walk with me. And so I go walk 
and meet Dean Dillon, and they're in the middle of their uh, recreational space. And he says, I see you got a medal. And I said, yes, sir, I do. I said, uh, you got a lot of these. I said, what do you do with them after you get them? <laughs> and he said, when you go back to the table? I said, yeah. He said, pick it up and drop it. And I was like, what? And I said, what do I do after I pick it up and drop it? He goes, pick it up and drop it again. So I kid you not, Steve, when I got back to the table, I'm lifting and dropping, lifting and dropping this metal, this clinking, right? And, and finally, my manager's there going, what are you doing right now? And uh, so it was not... I'm going to do it that with mine in a, a few minutes. I'm going to I drop enjoyed it. I'm going to that. It drop it. I enjoyed the part that I enjoyed about it is that if there's anything that came out of that that I feel like I contributed back to, it was that we write a lot about country girls and trucks and whatever, but country girls don't get songs. They don't. So my prized possession that I took out of that moment was that all these girls riding around being who they are got recognized for that moment. Mm. So I was really proud of that. Um, I'm really proud that I rhymed Kakalaki, even though we had to change up one line in the song. <laughs> and really started learning about the taste of the music business yeah. and what it looks like when it gets its hands around that. And I really understood from there moving forward, the only thing that is pure, absolutely pure in this business is the music itself. And I worked through all of that. And none of us would ever mind having multiple number ones. My gosh, when you do it, you actually can get paid and, and you know, live life a little bit the way that you've always wanted to do it. So nobody would ever complain about that part of it. My thing was that it aggravated me that all of a sudden, because this thing did what it did, I didn't know why all these people were paying attention. Yeah. And and so that's that's kind of like the best way I can describe it. Just it was it was aggravating. Wow. Well, that's very interesting. And you've thrown a hundred curveballs with my, your answers today. And I love it. <laughs> and I love that you did. And I am going to start drop. I'm going to get some the metal. I'm looking at one of them right now. I'm going to drop it in a second. There it is right there. I'm going to drop it, pick it up, drop it. Can I put it back in his frame, though? <laughs> what's the rule? What's the rule when you like weren't there? I don't you, know, man. When you didn't, hey, I didn't do it the night. Them. Yeah, I didn't do it the night of. I don't know. Can I catch up? All right. So here's, you know, we've done our thing. You got to go take care of Boogs. Tell him I wish him well. Get, get well. I'm looking forward to seeing you uh, in a month. I mean, it's uh, well, no, in a couple weeks, right? Couple weeks. Oh yeah, no, we're gonna see each other in a couple weeks. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. Bridget Tatum, folks. Palm Coast SongwritersFestival dot com. We will be ringside together on the stage, and we just got to know each other, all of us together on in a Mississippi minute. That's the beauty of this show. Thank you to Super Talk for keeping me on for all these years. I've just really gotten. It's been moving getting to hear the great stories behind the greats. And uh, Bridget, I just can't thank you enough. You've been in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio and. Visit Mississippi.org is the place you're going to go to right now. Bridget, later on. Hey, Steve, thank you so much. Uh, Mississippi's always been good to me. I love it. All It'll right, later time. on. Blessings. Us you too. Later on. I'm Steve Azar in a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them, where you can take your sweet time. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.